The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Saturday, January 29th, the day that will live on in history. I guess maybe. We'll see. Maybe Sunday or Monday when it officially happens. But this is an emergency podcast because Tom Brady is retiring. It's insane to say out loud. The greatest quarterback in the history of professional football is walking away. And joining me to break it down, John Breach. Breach, what's up, buddy? Uh, Brinson, what's up? Is I my mind is blown right now. The last thing I thought we would hear today, you know, Jason Lock and Ford talked about a lot over the 24 hours that maybe an announcement was coming, and there's still, you know, the announcement's not out there. But the fact that this is happening, yeah, uh, is mind blowing. It is. We were tykes, Brinson. We were kids when Tom Brady's career started. Now here we are having a live podcast 22 years later about his retirement. It, you said we were tykes when what? When Tom Brady's career started. Uh, I was in college. We were but, babies. No, I was, baby. I was, I was in yeah. college. Was yeah. in You're college. a baby. We're, I mean, we definitely didn't have kids. I'll tell you that much. Uh, a couple of things. One, Jason LaCanfora got this on Friday. I, I you, know, you can, you can, Jason LaCanfora scooped this. End of story. JLC deserves the credit for this scoop. He nailed it on Friday. I, it is part of the machine of how this whole things operate. Um, but he's not getting the due credit that he's getting. He deserves. So I just want to put that out there. Two, if you are in the chat, smash the like button. I don't know if we're giving anything away, but smash the like button anyway. Um, I would point out that if you're if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, you will see that John Breach and I are both wearing button-up shirts at 3.30 on a Saturday. Oh, I was going to wear a tuxedo. If you're it's wondering why, if you're wondering why the emergency podcast took an extra 15 minutes to get going, it's because we have other duties as part of our job. So please do not complain that we're running late. We're trying as fast as we can. I was busy watching the NC, NC State Wolfpack. And, and don't complain that Brinson's dressed up with his hair slicked back. That's, you know, he's got to look good on video. Podcast, that doesn't matter. Tom Brady mm-hmm. retirement video, we got to look spiffy and handsome. And that's why we're ready to roll to talk about Tom Brady. Yeah. It, it, what happened was I took a shower. For the before, first time in a month. First time in a month. Um, and I just, I was like, I don't need to do my hair. Like, I'm not going to like make my hair look nice. I'm just sitting down here and watch a ba- basketball game and then hang out at my house all day. Like, I don't need to be on video or anything like that. And then Tom Brady retired. Anyway, enough about us. Let's get into this. Uh, I mean, I would say on a scale, like one to 10 scale, it's obviously a 10. I guess it's not necessarily a, um, a, a shocker 10 because we had heard rumblings for a week or so breach. And then of course, as I mentioned, Jason Lacanfora reported on Friday night that Tom Brady was leaning towards, you know, announcing his retirement and also that Tom Brady wanted to sort of stay out of the spotlight and not hog the spotlight Uh, by virtue of this coming out on Saturday. It's hogging the spotlight. It's all anyone will talk about leading into the championship weekend. Maybe he wanted to wait till Monday Anyway, um, Tom Brady will retire with seven Super Bowl wins, five Super Bowl MVPs, 15 Pro Bowls, 243 wins, 84,520 passing yards, 
and 624 passing touchdowns. Um, all uh, NFL records. By all the way. NFL records. And he owns a lot more. He has the record for playoff wins. It's like, is it 43 or 34? It is. Th- it's 35. 35. Which, to put that in perspective, only the Steelers, Packers, and Patriots franchises have more playoff wins than Tom Brady. The Packers and Steelers have 36. The Patriots have 37. So Tom Brady literally has more playoff wins than 28 of the NFL's 32 franchises, and he's tied with the Cowboys. Worth noting, Don Yee's agent released a statement. Uh, longtime agent, Don Yee. I understand, quote, I understand the advanced speculation about Tom's future. Without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported, Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. He knows the realities of the football business and planning calendar as well as anybody, so that should be soon. Now, let me just say something about that statement real quick, Brinson, because reading uh, Jason Lock and Ford's story on Friday, Ryan Wilson's in the house! Now, let let me say real quick, reading JLC's story on Friday, uh, you know, that was worded very well, and it very very much insinuated that Brady, you know, he he did not want to upstage the championship games coming on Sunday. He did not want to upstage the Super Bowl, and so it really made it seem like he would announce it Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday next week where you have the dead week before the Pro Bowl, you do it in the middle of that week, people talk about it for four or five days, and then you know the media moves on to the Super Bowl. So I, it feels like that was Brady's plan, and uh, you know I, I'm sure he's not happy that all of this is transpiring as it is right now. Wilson. If I'm going to be here for the uh, Brian Dayball Emergency Podcast, I should probably be here for the Tom Brady <laughs> your sense of podcast. Your sense of dedication to your, your craft and to making sure you're present for work-related activities so you don't get fired just for absences is uh, remarkably well, Tom Brady-like. And you know what's funny about Wilson being here is that so we'll be out at the park with the kid on a day off or something, and I had always had this conversation with my wife, what, you know, like, make a list of NFL events that would be okay for me to just dip out and we have to cover them right now. And she's like, Tom Brady retiring would be the, the first one to come to my mind. And you know, that's, that's what we're doing right now. Are uh, we at the I, park today? No, we, this, this conversation was like over the summer. You know, you got to make the list of, uh, when are you allowed to work on your day off? Where was uh, Brian Dable on that list? <laughs> Pretty well. I, I was out to dinner and Brian Dable, my wife doesn't know who Brian Dable is. So she, he was not on the list. That's fair. Um, I, uh, I, I got a couple, I, I assume they're leaving in a minute, a couple of friends over to watch NC state Carolina game. Things are getting ugly. Uh, things got ugly early. And, uh, I, I texted my, I texted AK and said, Tom Brady retired. And she, she left a, uh, like a women's retreat of some kind to come, to come at the church, to come back home. Cause she thought I was like, you know, she needed to come back and she got back. She was like, wait, you have two babysitters watching Robbie. What's the, what's the problem here? <laughs> like, yeah, um, you gonna just tune into the podcast and figure yeah. out what you're up to. So. All right, Tom, I mean, look, I, my, I mean, not like my earliest memories of football, but I mean, I was in college. uh, We were, um, everybody at NC State, we were Rams fans because of Torrey Holt. We were rooting for Torrey Holt to, you know, to win Super Bowl. So my first Super Bowl in college at State was with Torrey Holt, uh, you know, when they beat the Titans with the Rams. Um, Second one, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl win. So I was a sophomore in college or a junior in college whenever it happened. I, something like I, anyway the point being is that tom brady you, to be fair you were a sophomore for three years so it could, it could span. absolutely it's yeah. very vague um and you know i started covering football at cbs in 2010 wilson you came along in 2011 uh that was tom brady's first super bowl back after the initial runs after the after the the, the giants were both indianapolis the yep the, they lost to the giants again in uh in indianapolis 
I mean, I feel like Tom Brady has been in roughly 75% of the Super Bowls I've covered. And and obviously he had the three, the four before that. I mean, this is it's just an unprecedented run. And I'm actually kind of surprised that it's ending now because he just led the league in pass attempts and passing yards and passing touchdowns and easily could have kept going. I, I'm I'm frankly a I, I when I heard the news that he was retiring or the buzz that he might retire, I was like, why would he why would he do that now? This guy's got stuff left in the tank, but I guess he didn't want to have one of those seasons where, you know, you look like, like we saw like we saw in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, like a big Ben season or uh uh even a Peyton Manning season, frankly. Yeah, one team went to the playoffs, the other team won the Super Bowl, but I I, I get your point. I know what you're exactly what you're saying. Right. By the way, shout out to Chris Joseph in the chat. He noticed my my uh my NYFC NYCFC beanie on. So shout out to the defending MLS champs. But for me, the the memory that the initial memory that I can't I hate Brady so much I can't stand it was the 2001 AFC Championship game. Sure. Uh the Steelers that year, 2001 Dickelbo coached the Bengals. The Steelers uh went 13 and 3. The Bengals actually beat them late in the year. I don't know how closely you're following the Bengals back then because they weren't very good breach. Um but Tom Brady had won the job. Drew Bledsoe had gotten benched and Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe came into Heinz Field. The Steelers had won uh, had the home field advantage. I think they were the number 1 or number 2 seed. And Cordell Stewart and Bill Cowher could not beat. I think I'm getting this right. Tom Brady got hurt in that game. He he suffered an ankle injury, and Drew Bledsoe came in and continued the beating. And I just it, that was the moment where I was so invested in the Steelers at that point. I literally after the game went for like a, a an hour walk to clear my mind. <laughs> well, and Wilson, I'm glad you brought that story up because this really is a great way to start a conversation about Tom Brady's career and how crazy it is because. Because of how well Drew Bledsoe played in that game, there was a huge controversy about who the Patriots' starting quarterback was going to be in that Super Bowl against the Rams. I think that was that was Super Bowl thirty six, and, and that his was, ankle would be would be healed in time and all that. Right, and so you had the Rams were a two touchdown favorite, and people were asking Belichick all week, "Who's going to be the starting quarterback? Is going to be Drew Bledsoe, who uh, is healthy and this guy you gave a huge contract to last off season, or is it going to be this Tom Brady guy who has?" one and a half games of postseason experience uh, and has only been in the year for a le- been in the league for a year and a half. And so Tom Brady's career started with a QB controversy leading up to the Super Bowl. And now here we are ending it after seven Super Bowl wins, yet 14 conference title game appearances. I mean, it's, it's just crazy to think that that is how his first Super Bowl week started was people wondering if he was even going to play in the game. I mean, it's a six round pick. Well, I, yeah, but he had played the whole season. And oh, I, mean, yeah, I, know. I mean, shared reps with Drew Hinton. I Hinton. Henson. Drew Stanton. Who Drew is Stanton. No, Drew Stanton is the no no Drew Henson. I think it was Drew Hinton. Is that right? It's Drew Henson. Henson, gotcha. Yes, yes. Went on to play for the uh the New York Yankees. And then awesome. was, came back Puppeteer for the too. Um breach to your point, that season, the 2001 season, I distinctly remember, you know, we're in college, we're betting on the games, we're following football, and, and it was like, all right, this luck box has to run out at some point. Like this is and I think that was the general conversation out there was that is this is this just a fluky run? Is this guy Brady? Like, is he actually legit? He's kind of a clutch game manager. And and that part is kind of forgotten too, that um Tom Brady early on in his career. By the way, if you're watching in the chat, smash that like button. Maybe we'll give something away. Um, Tom Brady early in his career was like not a statistical monster, you know, he didn't. He didn't post huge season. He didn't really post a big season, a real big season um, until 
I guess, yeah, I mean, he had, he had good seasons. He led the league in passing touchdowns, but like he was averaging under 3,500 passing yards per year. You know, they were a team that won on defense, on running the football, on creative offensive uh, schematics. And, and, you know, I mean, Brady didn't, they didn't open up until uh, really like 2007. Oh, he led the league in passing in 2005. Um, it, it was just, it was, he just didn't miss when it came to these clutch situations. He didn't lose a playoff game, I don't believe, until, was it 2005? He didn't lose a playoff game? I mean, he won like the first 16, I'll, I'll look at it real quick, but he won, as Wilson points out, you know I mean? Just coming out of the gates, he won nine consecutive, ten consecutive playoff games to start his career. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, no one does that. Literally, no one. You don't win your 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 first ten playoff games, especially not when you're expected to lose the first three. You know, the the Rams game, obviously, the Patriots were, I think, the biggest Super Bowl underdogs this side of the the Jets Colts game. So, the second biggest underdogs in Super Bowl history. And they go out and pull off this huge upset. And that was his first 10 playoff games was, was three Super Bowls in four years. And, and to think, you know, his Patriots 2003-2004 team is still the last team that has a repeat winner of a Super Bowl. And so it, it's crazy to think that how long he's just been good. You know, and that Panthers Super Bowl, because it did feel like he was a game manager the first couple years of his career. And that Panthers Super Bowl, Brinson, which, sorry, probably broke your heart, kind of felt like uh, the coming out party for, hey, this is my team. I'm the leader. And he threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. And obviously, you know, they won it on Benetieri's field goal. But that was the first Super Bowl where you said Tom Brady won this game. You know, obviously, he had yep. the great drive against the Rams uh, to set Benetieri's field goal up. But he didn't do much else in the game before that. And that's when you really felt like, my God, this guy might be around forever. I don't think anyone thought 22 years, but uh, I mean, that Panther Super Bowl was his first like true work of art. Yeah. So um, Rick Devereaux mentions in the chat, he's a Chargers fan and Bray ripped my heart out more than once. Oh my God. I think, every fan, fan. I think every fan base, especially the AFC, can point to a Tom Brady situation in which you would like to have strangled him. Breach, is there a Bengals one that comes to mind? Because I'm trying to think, like, I don't remember them particularly... Well, the Bengals were so bad. Right. All of, uh, the Bengals were irrelevant for like most of Tom Brady. <laughs> for Brady's career. They never played in the playoffs. So they're really, they're, you know, I will say though. That would be a regular season game. The Bengals were, yeah, I was going to say, were so bad that the only <laughs> highlight of their time before getting the playoffs this year was probably beating Tom Brady in, uh, I think, 2013. They won like 13 to six. They were the first team, I think, to hold Brady without a touchdown pass in like five years. Uh, yeah. So if you're, if your team beat Brady, you are pumped. I mean, that made your season. If your team was horrible, you you hung your hat on the fact that we they beat the Patriots and Tom Brady. That's awesome. That's how good this team was. That's how good Tom Brady was. Uh, somebody in the chat was said the Ravens don't mind Brady. I would I would probably disagree with that. Um, no, no, Jim Harbaugh hates Tom Brady because the, remember they did the, all those trick plays in the playoff game, yep. in which no one knew the rules, and Jim Har uh, John Harbaugh was furious. Oh, also, yeah. I think, is it the John Harbaugh Ravens game where Lee Evans dropped the pass and who was the kicker breach that honked the kick that had him a chance to win it? It wasn't Shane Graham. Oh, Cundiff. For the, the Cundiff, Ravens? Right. Cundiff. Yeah, yeah, Cundiff. That, that was Ravens Patriots in the playoffs, I believe. Uh, I mean, the Ravens did have, and Joe Flacco did have, in, in full credit, they they did have more success than most teams. Went into New England and won. Yep. Joe Flacco and Ray Rice ran all over them. Yep, that was uh, 2000 and... 
uh, what was it, 2000 and 2009? The Ravens, because Wes Welker tore his ACL in week 17 against the Texans. Texans, yeah, yeah, shouldn't have been playing. And then the, the Pats got uh, got railroaded uh, by the by the Ravens 33 <laughs> to 14. By the way, Tony, Tony Pritchard makes a uh, is that Devo talking? Who's talking? That's Devo. No, oh, oh, I was just gonna say. Brady one and three versus the Broncos in the postseason. The Broncos had some some good success against them, especially with Peyton. Five, I believe, was the champ Bailey almost pick six, got run down by Ben Watson. If it was 2005, it's important because that meant that the Broncos hosted the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Uh, if they played the Patriots, the Steelers, that would have been a different conversation. I think that's the right year. I might be wrong with the year, but it was champ Bailey. Uh, Tony Pritchard in the chat makes another point. Brady loses big to KC. To the point where we're asking Bill Belichick if Todd Brady's going to get benched, and he says we're on to Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati five thousand, and that was twenty fourteen when people were thinking, "Hey, did Brady lose his fastball?" And that was uh, the Chiefs won that game, I think forty one to fourteen. And somebody literally, a member of the press, said, "Hey, coach, are, are you thinking about benching Tom Brady?" And and you know he kind of looked at him, and then that was also the press conference, like Tony mentioned, Cincinnati. where he just we're on to Cincinnati, and that was Cincinnati. one where like if you were. Yeah, we and they, they won the Super Bowl that year, by the way. Yeah. And and they covered against Cincinnati, and it was the easiest bet in the entire world because easiest <laughs> ever. Yeah, you knew that you're like, I mean, Belichick's gonna destroy the Bengals. And and sure enough, they did. Um, yeah, 35 and 12 all time. It is interesting. We've got reports up there. I I don't want to dive into this too much, but since this is a live podcast, I will point out that uh, Greg Allman of the Athletic, who covers the Buccaneers and is very good at his job. Pointed out, it's been an hour since uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN's tweet that Tom Brady's retiring. NFL accounts, Brady brand accounts have tweeted it, but the team hasn't tweeted anything, and neither has uh, Bruce Arians hasn't been told that Tom Brady's retiring. And to follow up, TB12 Sports, Brady's brand, deleted their uh, tweet acknowledging his career achievements, which I would think that Tom Brady is probably, I, if I had to guess, he's more miffed that this is actually taking away attention from the championship games, which as JLC reported on Friday, Brady did not want to do and probably will not issue a statement until Monday. You know, I mean, I don't care. I, I don't, I, I don't care. I don't think he cares. Honestly, I don't think, I think he's probably in the Dominican. Is that where he goes? Breach. I can never remember which. I don't yeah. The, yeah. Isn't Costa, Rica. Costa Rica, Costa Rica, he's scuba diving or whatever. Giselle's, doing whatever she's doing, and they're probably enjoying the, the first day of the rest of their lives. Probably. You know, and that's it's one thing, because we heard a lot of him. We heard him talk about family in that final p- podcast he did after the playoff loss, uh, and he just said so much about how the family was going to be a big part of the decision. And you look at, you know, when he won that first Super Bowl, Tom Brady was a single guy, 22 years old. You know, you're, the family is the furthest away from what you're thinking because you're not married. You don't have to worry about kids. And he didn't have his first kid till 2007. And by then he'd already won three Super Bowls. And now you're talking about a 44 year old guy who has three kids. They're all over the age of nine. You know, and he's talked about all the stuff he's missing. You're not at home all the time with your children. They're they're kind of growing up, not without you because you are, you know, but Brady has said when he's playing football, he puts everything into football. And so you're not a hundred percent there when you're putting everything into football and you can tell that that's something that was weighing on him and that he wanted to be there for his kids all the time and be there for Giselle. So uh, it's just crazy to think you zero kids. And now he's got a nine-year-old, a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. 
uh, who have seen his last four Super Bowl wins. Yeah, and, and it's true. Like, you're, you know, look, it's hard to, I mean, I'm not trying to make this job sound, you know, like we're you know, quarterbacking teams to Super Bowls, but I mean, you know, it's hard it, being a being a dad and having a job that revolves around this very bizarre football schedule is not easy. I cannot imagine trying to be a dad for multiple kids and also being the greatest quarterback of all time who's played football for 20 plus years and grinds insanely hard every day, every hour, every minute, you know, through the course of uh, you know, of a week and a season. That's a it's a it's a long, it's a you know, those seasons are stressful. It's why even when, you know, you always wonder, like, Tom Brady, um, you know, wins, an, wins the Super Bowl in Tampa, and you're like, I mean, at this point, like, you know, we just shrug our shoulders. We're like, yeah, Tom Brady won another. But, I mean, they mean they, – I mean, it, it, it still matters a ton to him. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, more Tom Brady retirement talk. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, Chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So I heard, uh, I think it was Joe Musso asked maybe Jonathan Jones this. Which which Brady Super Bowl of the seven? Which Brady Super Bowl do you guys like? Do you guys like the most? I guess is the question. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, I, I don't know if it's which one means the most to Tom Brady. I'll, I, go, first. I'll go first because Breach will steal it if I don't. Although Breach wasn't with us in the press box, but it's going to be the oh. um, New England Arizona uh, not in Arizona New England Seattle Super Bowl because we oh. were sitting at that end of the end zone. I was sitting next to Prisco. And um, at that point I was taking a lot of photographs. So I actually had the photograph of, of the Malcolm Butler interception. Yeah. You have a great photo of it. And I didn't know what happened at the time. Cause I was looking through the camera and Pete's like, he intercepted it dummy <laughs> uh, um, on a fantastic play. And that was, I mean, that less about Tom at that Super Bowl, but it was a great Super Bowl more about that defense and the, obviously the stand they're made and more about what Pete Carroll didn't do. But that that is probably my favorite. Also, at that point, I sort of cooled on the idea of just hating Tom Brady with all my heart because it, it, it takes a lot out of you. And and that was a little past the midway point, I think, of the Super Bowl run. I could be wrong, but but that was probably one that I remember the most. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. Tom Brady actually was asked recently what his favorite Super Bowl was. This is back in October. Uh, Jim Gray asked him on the podcast, the Let's Go podcast. Do you guys want to take a guess on uh, which one? So how many does he have? He has six. He, there. he has he has six in New England, one in Tampa. But he had won the one in Tampa already because this is this past October when the interview happened. I mean, um, it has to be the Falcons one. Yeah, I would guess 28-3 probably. I would have also guessed 28-3, and we all would have been wrong. Or did he say the next one? No, he did not get generic. He did not even say the next one, because that's usually what he says after somebody will ask him after a game, uh, you know, what was your favorite Super Bowl? And he's always saying, the next one. It's the next one. The next one I win. The answer is Super Bowl 49. Oh, Wilson's pick. New England, tw- and Wilson's pick. That's exactly why I brought it up. So here was his exact quote. Uh, I mean, I, again, you know, Breach was in Vegas covering it. Wilson and I were in the press box at Prisco and JLC. It's the greatest game I've ever seen in my life in terms of football in person. I mean, just an absolute bananas game. Well, anyway. You saw the 28 to 3 one. And the 49 was better. Yeah. And you were sitting oh. next to me. Is that why you didn't like it? Yep. Yeah. Well, here was, here was Brady's quote. It's got a cuss word in it. So, Debo, get the second mark so you can bleep me out. My other cuss live. How's it supposed to work? <laughs> All right. I'll, if, you're, if you're, is it the S word? Yeah. If you're quoting Tom Brady, I'm quoting people, Tom Brady. You're allowed to say the S word if you're. All right. Here's the quote. In terms of football, if I'm thinking about a football and one moment, I'm thinking about the Seattle Super Bowl. That's probably the one moment. The first three happened really quickly, and then I think I went ten years and realized, holy shit, this is really hard, and how lucky I was, naive and lucky for the first three. So the Seattle Super Bowl. End quote. Yeah. That's uh, that would have been the sneaky reason. And without having heard of that, I would have suggested that one as well, because there was a stretch. Right. So they they won those three Super Bowls in um, what? Oh, oh, one, oh, three and oh, four. Is that correct to that? Well, if you do the actual year, they won it. 2002, 2004, 2005. Right. You got the seasons right. You got the seasons with the Patriots. So it's oh, one. Oh three, they beat the Panthers. Oh four, they beat the Eagles. Yeah, and then they have the O seven team that goes undefeated and loses to the Giants in the playoffs. And remember, before the O seven season, Spygate came out, and everyone was accusing the Patriots of cheating. Well, the Patriots were pissed off, and they blitzkrieged the league, and then they got upset by the Giants. So fast forward to two thousand and uh, what was it? Two thousand and 14, the 2014 Patriots, they go 12 and four, and they eventually beat the, the Seahawks, as we're describing. It has been a decade since the Patriots have won a Super Bowl. And every year there was a drumbeat of some kind from some corner of the internet, some corner of, of the media, that maybe the Patriots couldn't win a Super Bowl without cheating. Like it was, and it was ridiculous when people started doing it in the first, like, you know, few years of it. But once you got to 10 years and we'd seen him lose twice to the Giants, it started to be like, man, I mean, it's kind of been a minute since they won the Super Bowl. And it felt like with the Seahawks dynasty, we think it's about to kick off. It was like a real turning point in that Super Bowl in Arizona, where if the Patriots don't find a way to win, you sort of have to wonder, you know, do they need to try and take a different approach? Because they just can't get another Super Bowl. And it ends up being they beat, you know, the, they don't, they throw the ball at the end. The Seahawks do. Pats intercept them. And the Seahawks would be dynasty crumbles apart. And the Patriots go on to 
to to find new life in terms of uh, their their production. And the crazy thing about that Super Bowl is because of Russell Wilson's interception, all you hear about is the Seahawks should have given the ball to Marshawn at the one. Is it really overshadows how well Tom Brady played in that game? He threw four touchdown passes. He threw for 328 yards. He was a machine. And then uh, obviously all anyone talks about is give the ball to Beast Mode. Why are you throwing it? Why are you throwing it from the one yard line? You got Marshawn. But yeah, I think. Uh, um, and and look, the other thing too is when you look at Tom Brady's career. You can, I think it was CBS, I think it was our CBS Sports HQ account that kind of put this out there. But you can take Tom Brady's career and divide it into three different segments. So you have uh, up through 2007 when he, and then he tore his ACL, of course, in 2000. But everybody forgets about it. It's almost like a blip on the radar that he tore his ACL in, in week one. And, uh, but he, uh, I, I was going to say, do you remember who did it? Yeah. Uh, 26,364 passing yards, 197 touchdowns, three Super Bowl victories, and that was through 2007, which is wild. Like, that's probably a Hall that, – that's definitely a Hall of Fame career, right? I mean, you could just break it down into his age, his 20s, his 30s, and his 40s, go, right? Yeah. And, and give him a Hall of Fame career. I mean, did he win two Super Bowls in his 40s? Three? Yes. He won three? 2017? Oh, there we go. Look at no, he was 39. So he's won two Super Bowls in his 40s. Yeah. So you go 2018 to 2014 is the the, the, the division you can put in there. By the way, 2008 to 2014, that's not even Matthew Stafford. And someone on this podcast breach wants to put Matthew Stafford into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean that's not even Matthew Stafford? Like, Look like, at the very bottom. What does that say? More than what, what, what do you this is one title, right? I mean, he has a hundred. I mean, I mean, what are the all time? <laughs> why are you tag? Why is why is Matthew Stafford getting dragged into this, you clown? Because you always try to put him in the Hall of Fame and he hasn't done anything. Okay, so his let's see, his lowest passing total in that would be 26,364 passing yards. That would be good for. I think it's like it's like uh, it's it's still like outside the top seventy five, but because of how many Super Bowls he has, how many wins he has, how many passing touchdowns he has, like it's a no brainer. Like each one of those three would be Hall of Fame careers. It's wild. Um, yeah, it'd also be wild if he doesn't retire, and then we have to re-record this podcast next year after yeah. he does retire, like we did with Favre when we had that podcast. <laughs> Barb's done. Barb's coming back. Barb's done. No, Barb's coming back. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I hate to do this and I didn't even want to tweet this. I didn't tweet it because it, it seems, I feel like I can get pushback on it. But, um, you know, I mentioned, I think I mentioned this, right? That, like, does, does this mean Big Ben's not a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah, you brought well, up that. This is what I said. Before. I said if there were too many people that they would push him back to the second year and you well, guys you were like, Gronk. no way, Big Ben's getting, yeah, I think Rock. Yeah, and okay. I said Gronk is better at his position than Big Ben was yeah. at his position. Well, that's, that's not a, a shot at first Big Ben, Gronk. Quit saying stupid stuff. So This if, means Philip Rivers isn't getting into minimum year three. <laughs> or ever. Well, Rivers right. has a year ahead of them. So, like, he could, if he got yeah. in... Imagine Rivers is in a first Phil, ballot. Yeah, stop it. I mean, you just... Philip Rivers is the first ballot and the Big Ben's waiting two years. That's that's idiocy, even for the level dude, of the podcast. Look, dude, the NFL Hall of Fame voters, the Pro Football Hall of Fame voters, 
are weird about how they handle it. I'm okay. not saying that well, Ben me, isn't a first. Oh, somebody's a little testy about this one. Well, let me put it to you this way. Quit wasting energy on it and focus on other things because it's not going to happen. He's going to be first ballot Hall of Famer. I could see a situation where the NFL Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, does not want to put another You can also see a situation where Matthew Stafford's going to the Hall of Fame. So clearly you're not the one Dude, that you're waiting it, in. it would not be that crazy if they decided that Tom Brady deserves his own Singular wing. recognition as a quarterback. <laughs> His own right. wing in the Hall of Fame. He's the only person going in in five years, is what you're saying? That makes zero sense. The only quarterback who goes in in five years. It also if, makes if you're sense. Ben Roethlisberger, though, would you even want to go in with Tom Brady? I think okay. that's... You go up there, you speak for an hour, and then the next guy comes yeah, up and speaks for an hour. Because that's all anyone's talking about. Well, also worth noting, you guys are both losers. You're not used to being part of a winning Jeez, organization. Please, this is shit, like triggered somebody. Well, you're saying stuff I think that doesn't even make Ben sense. is obviously going to the Hall of Fame, but do you want to go in with Tom Brady? Yes, I do. You want to go in with Evan McPherson. That's I where we're at. I want to. Yeah, but so, he's not um, eligible until he retires in 15 years. So we're talking 20 more years, Wilson. And I, I mean, I, I don't. So they did this already recently with Favre and Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was on NFL Network. Kurt Warner wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. He was benched for Eli Manning. <laughs> and he was just happy to get in because he was a fringe case. Yeah, I mean, he was he was that contentious case where everybody's saying his bad years were so bad, but his good years were so good. And how do you rectify that? And so he was just happy to get in. He doesn't care. Um, yeah, I'm happy with him. Uh, I'm happy that Kurt Warner is in the Hall of Fame. I think he deserves to be. But yeah, he wasn't, in a, he wasn't a first ballot guy. Yeah, we've got another update from Mike Silver. Uh so Tom Brady apparently contacted Buccaneers GM Jason Light and told him he has not made a final decision on retirement. And so Brady, apparently this happened since the ESPN story came and out. JLC was 100% spot on. Right. That he JLC didn't, on Friday didn't say he's retiring. No, JLC reported that everyone was assuming and that Brady was weighing it. And if he was going to retire, the announcement would come uh, in the very near future. Let me ask you this. Of the three of us, who went on HQ to talk about Brady retiring? So should we save the mm. podcast and run it on Tuesday? How's this work, Debo? <laughs> it's live. I can't go back. What do you think Debo's got reports on here? Debo ain't trying to get Debo ain't covering fired. my bases. Yeah. The only one in trouble here is you for cursing, Breach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for reading the fake Tom Brady quote. <laughs> no, it was real. Yeah. Um I mean, by the way, the chat came through after I cursed, said I offended their kids. My daughter probably doesn't want to live with me anymore. (laughs) Good, good stuff. Look, man, I mean, it's again. You know, we we talked about it with JLC's report originally said that Tom Brady did not want to take all the attention away from these championship games. And he was mulling his future and he would make a decision. So now. I mean, what would be amazing if Tom Brady came back just to be like, nah, F y'all. Like, like <laughs> I, I was going to retire, but now I'm not. You yeah. Know? And you know, as, as uh, you know, our comments were noted and we noted earlier on the podcast, the official TV 12 account tweeted out that he was retiring and they've since deleted that tweet because I think Brady was like, guys, we're waiting until early next week. I, it does really feel like he wants to make this announcement on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. That way you don't overshadow uh, the, the championship games on Sunday, and then you don't overshadow the Super Bowl because people can talk about his retirement for the next week, and then you focus on the Super Bowl the following week. So it does feel like this announcement's going to come by, from Brady on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday next week would be my yep. guess. I, I would agree with that. Um, okay, anything else that we want to talk about with relation to Tom Brady? We've covered you know, it. You know who just let out a huge sigh of relief? 
Blaine Gabbert <laughs> does not have to does not have to follow Tom Brady. I don't know, poor Kyle Trask. <laughs> to think. So uh, Brian Greasy followed John Elway, and you know that wasn't an easy road. Uh, I'm trying to think. And then they also drafted Tommy Maddox. Who else retired? Brett Favre. That worked out okay with Aaron Rodgers. Any other big names that retired quarterback-wise? Peyton Manning. Who came after Peyton Manning? Brock Everyone. Osweiler? Broncos have like eight quarterbacks since Peyton. Was Brock the first one that got the shot? Yeah, because remember, they benched Peyton for Brock in the midway. I don't know if he was talking around the next year. I know they traded him to the Texans or whatever. So Brock Osweiler didn't work out. So we're basically one for four right now. Well, you, I mean, it's impossible to replace a legend. You want to be the guy after uh, the replacement. So like the buffer, you know, like the Patriots had Cam Newton and then Mac Jones, because there's yeah. a lot less pressure when the, the replacement guy fails miserably, like he's probably going to. And then you replace the guy who failed miserably instead of replacing the legend. So, you know, the one of these has worked is far to Rogers, but uh, it's not often. You know, else we didn't even mention about Brady is the fact that they went 16 and zero. I mean, they had an undefeated season. Yeah, uh, but they lost a Super Bowl. Uh, that sort of puts a stink on it. But it's the it. greatest regular season. I, do you think that would be if you ask Tom Brady, what's your biggest regret? It's definitely that Super Bowl, right? Yes, I think he's actually said in a couple of interviews that I mean, the second giant Super Bowl. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you have, and it's crazy to think all those Super Bowls could have gone. I mean, there these these are all games that came down to one play, except really the uh, Rams Patriots Super Bowl where they won thirteen to three. All the other ones were one score games. They could have gone either way. Uh, you know, Tom Brady could be ten and zero in Super Bowls. He could be two and eight, and it, it's crazy that you know the Tom Brady, the Patriots magic, just always worked out in his favor. And then the Chiefs game was obviously a blowout when he was with the Buccaneers. But as far as the Patriots Super Bowls go, do um, what do we think the Buccaneers do at quarterback? Do they roll with Kyle Trask, uh, Blaine slash Blaine Gabbert, or do they go get Aaron Rodgers? Because that would be spicy. You talk about finding a guy who can follow Tom Brady successfully. It would be going and giving up a ton of draft capital and you know various assets uh, for you know for Tom Brady. I mean for Aaron Rodgers. Excuse me. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert's a free agent for whatever that. I mean, he's not going anywhere, but just they they would have to resign him. And Kyle Trask is currently going to be the only quarterback on the roster when Brady makes it official. Um. Yeah, I mean, everyone should be in the time in the Aaron Rodgers conversation if that's a legitimate. Yeah, but uh, if you thing. have to trade for him, I don't know that Tampa's going to be. You know, they they have to worry about a ton of free agents. Obviously, they brought all their starters back this past season. That's not going to be the case this season. Gronk might retire, and would Aaron Rodgers even want to go there? I mean, are, Chris Godwin is a, is going to be a free agent. That's a big one. Their offensive line is good, and that's where you want to start. I mean, that's true. That's true. And, and their Aaron defense Rodgers, is good. And breach, by the way, that division is. Dog Dookie. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good point. You know, what, Wilson, you, you, you literally just took 12 seconds and I'm already sold. Yeah. So, I mean, right. They're going to be like, you know, you mentioned Chris Godwin, uh, playoff Lenny's a, a free agent. They it literally have Keyshawn Vaughn and Kenyon Barner are the only running backs under contract. But again, running backs, it doesn't matter. Cameron Brates could come back. Um, and that's the only, excuse me, only tight end under contract. The offensive line is good. The defensive line is, is still good. Vita V is there. Uh, Sue can they can get out from under him if they want to, but they have some some talent there. Uh, all the uh, linebackers are coming back, cornerbacks are coming back, except for let's see, Carlton Davis, uh, Jordan Whitehead, the safety, and that's about it. So they're in pretty good shape. And 
it's still a very good roster, even if they lose. Godwin might be a casualty just because he. We don't know if he like, can. I don't know if they can tag him a second time with that injury. Um, and the injury will be fine, but right. I would you want to tag him a second time anyway? Yeah, um, and. And and then like you know Gronk, if Brady retires, Gronk like likely retires. So yeah, I, mean, I think. I mean, I love, I love Gronk, but let's be real. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Oh, great news! Incredibly deep tight end class too. So if they have any draft picks left after acquiring Aaron Rodgers, they can draft the tight end even in day three probably and find someone that can help out. Maybe OJ Howard will finally break out as a free agent. I think he's done too. Yeah, in terms of uh, he's on, no, he's on that list. Um, yeah, look, this is still Ryan Jensen's a big one too. This is still a very good football team, but. There's 7.6 million uh, under the cap, so you can work your cap magic at spotrack.com and figure out the what else you need to do. But there, I mean, you're in better shape than the, like the Saints can't go out and get Aaron Rodgers, even though he might want to go to New Orleans. Right. I, I mean, I would say that the that the Buccaneers, because of their roster and because of the big big issues on the other NFC South teams, even if Tom Brady retires. I would suggest might still be the favorites to win the division, even though that feels kind of crazy because the Panthers are terrible. The Falcons have Matt Ryan. I mean, yeah, I think it's a situation where the team could be eight and nine and win eight, eight, one and win the division. It feels right, yeah. absolutely realistic. Yeah. With that, with that division for sure. Um, yeah. And they, look, maybe Kyle Trask is good. I mean, they, they you know, I, people liked him as a prospect coming out. Not terrible. Yeah. I mean, you have no idea. Yeah, got to learn under Tom Brady for a hot minute. And maybe Tom Brady comes back. I mean, at this point, who knows? That would be the this is uh we're having the cancel out reverse podcast to cancel out our Tom Brady retirement podcast. Can you imagine Tom Brady telling his wife, okay, it's done? We're in the Dominican sunbathing, and then he sees this report and he says, uh, Giselle, uh, psych. <laughs> I'm gonna just to spite people. Tom Brady would totally do that. And you know what? You have to think that don't you think Sean Payton, if Tom Brady was literally on the fence and you see Sean Payton is leaving the Saints. Doesn't that at least make you think, hmm, that was our biggest competitor. That's the only guy that figured you're, this out. You're, you're, as Wilson likes to say, moonwalking to a division title. Moonwalking. So you are in the playoffs next year. You're in yeah. the playoffs. Like, I, I, man, that's that right. is, that's why it's hard to fathom why Brady, you, you play one more year and it's against, there's no one in your division to stop you. Have you guys, before I came on, did you talk about how many different receivers caught passes from Tom Brady? It's an NFL record, like 80, 85. We did not. Good good catch. You want to guess, Brenton? Brady, Brady. <laughs> what would you say? 85, 85. too? Debo, you want to gander guess, or do you know the answer? Debo does not want to guess. Debo's 125. I'm going to guess 62. The answer Ooh. is 90. Wow. 90. That is a ton. So... Most TD receptions from Gronk is 105 touchdown receptions. Is that right? Including the playoffs. That's the second most in NFL history behind uh, Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning, who are at 114. Sweet mercy. I mean, dude, Gronk led the league in touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of touchdowns. Just a little bit ahead of uh, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf at this point. <laughs> DK <laughs> Metcalf. All right, you want to take a gander? Yeah. You want to take a gander at some of the top receivers just for fun? Sure. So at the top, it should be pretty obvious if you just sort of take a quick glance at the list here. <laughs> it's not much different. Right. So um, there's a different order. Gronk is right. first. Randy okay. Moss is second. Is this receptions or is this? This is. I think this is receptions. Yeah, just receptions. Okay. Um, but the number is. Uh, Dion Branch, I would guess, would be the next one up. Uh, oh, this is crazy. Is this right? Dion Branch is up there. 
Rache Caldwell? James White. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. He got yeah. 10 passes in the Super Bowl comeback. That's right. He did. So right under Mike Evans on the list here. Um, so six is James White, then Deion Branch. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, after Deion Branch, I mean, honestly, it might be Aaron Hernandez. It, are you looking at, you're looking at the list. I'm not it's 100% Aaron I'm Hernandez. Guessing. I mean, we've been covering the NFL for 10 years. Like, I'm just it's guessing. 100% Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> That's not a crazy guess. He was a good player for many years and then went to jail for murder. And, and then after that, two more tight ends. Oh, uh, one from early in the career, and the one. Yeah, from it's, uh, the early one is. Um, oh my god! You mentioned great. them already, Ryan. That's the other one. Yes, he ran down Champ Bailey to save the the pick six in the playoffs against the Broncos. Uh, and then there's one that played before. Not listening. Yeah, Breach, um, you listening? Yeah, you paying attention? Breach is texting. No, I'm just trying to figure out when Tom Brady's going to retire. Ben Watson's the one that Debo's talking about, and the one that played before him. You want to guess? Let me tell you. Oh, tell ben me. Watson. Oh, God. The other one is uh, uh, Daniel Graham. Are you cheating, Debo? That's, that's it. No, I mean, that's just those are the old school tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Well done. And then and, two, uh, old, oh God, two old school just, receivers from his first two old school receivers after that. And we'll stop from his old from his like the first five, six years of with the Patriots to his favorite targets that played receiver. Uh, the, the Rache Caldwell. No, that's sort of the middle part. That's like a uh, oh, that's oh six. So like two thousand one to two thousand five. Uh, Gaffney. No, you're go earlier. Dominion. Rest in peace, David Patton. David Patton. Nice work. And then David Patton's running mate on the other side. Troy Brown. Troy Brown. There you uh, go. I had to go earlier. I was wait. I wouldn't have gotten Patton. All right. Troy Brown um, was a stud for a while with Brady. What else do we want to? I mean, I feel like we're kind of going to have to come back and talk about this again when Tom Brady officially announces. By the way, the very, the very last, last one on the list, Brashad Perryman. <laughs> is he really the last one? I think he only has one catch. Oh, he's only got one catch, right? Yeah, oh, that's crazy. That's well, Gary Blunt has one catch, so it's a fun little group at the bottom. And um, was, didn't Brashad Perryman catch the overtime pass against the Buffalo Bills that won did. the game? He did. Yeah. That yeah. is correct for sure. And, and that was his Perryman only was one of the few people who uh, tweeted. Have a happy retirement, Tom Brady. So maybe he knows something we don't know. Chad Johnson's down near the bottom. Very oh, interesting. God, I forgot Chad Johnson was on that list. Too. I list. didn't forget. That was the one trade the Bengals <laughs> ever won. All right. What? Um, here's one for you. This is fun. A little trivia. Recent trivia, too. Who caught the final complete pass of Tom Brady's career, including the postseason? So that was the loss. Mike Evans? Nope. Wasn't wasn't that touchdown? Jalen Ramsey. The Bucks Rams. Because it was that game. Was yeah, it, yeah, uh, it was Bucks Rams, obviously. Was it Scotty? What's his name? Nope. What's Scotty's last name? Miller. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. It is like sort of a lower end. Um, I'm gonna say Grayson. Uh, I don't remember. He got hurt. He would. He didn't play. Tyler Johnson. Cameron Brait. Ah, uh, they scored a touchdown. Oh my goodness, the tie it up. Brait was the. It was the. No, I thought. I thought Mike Evans scored the game tying touchdown. No, if you, was, if you would have told me it was a touchdown, I would have gotten Brait in a second. Because uh, remember, because remember, it was it was ruled. Brady actually went to the line, and we thought we were like he doesn't know it's fourth down. It was it was fourth and short, and they paused it to check it out, and then they ran for net around the end, the right side, on the fourth and short. For net scored the touchdown to tie it up, and then. Obviously, you know, uh, and then Matthew Stafford, you know, they get the field goal. But um, by the way, quickly, our buddy Stephen O at Sportsline just put out the uh, the Tampa Bay odds with and without Tom Brady. And as we just said a moment ago, uh, the simulations have the Buccaneers winning eight games next year without Tom Brady. So 
There you go. Oh, let's see. So, oh, uh, very quickly, by the way, uh, our winner of a Brinson sucks hat. Ooh, David J Line. Way to go, David. Congratulations, Dave. David. But interestingly, Stephen O only has the Bucks with a six percent chance to win the division. Hmm. Well, I mean, the quarterback drop off. Could be yeah, but huge. who else in the competition is my question. Twenty eight percent chance to make the playoffs, though. Matt Ryan, six percent to win the division, but twenty eight to make the playoffs. Twenty eight percent chance. Who's the playoff. Who's the division favorite? The Falcons, I guess. I guess. I don't love that, but Saints. Maybe they get a big time coach. Oh, they better get a quarterback too, and some salary cap space. But other than that, James Winston beat the Buccaneers and the Packers. He currently has one leg. I mean, Tom Brady is worth, according to our sports science simulations from Stephen O, worth three point one wins. That is a ton. That's a huge number. Yes, it is. That Um, also squares up with wins over Wilson. Don't please don't in the chat. Don't mention the Panthers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Anything else? Zero zero percent chance we see Tom Brady in a broadcast booth. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Musso, Musso asked me what Tom Brady will do after football. And I said, if I'm Tom Brady, look handsome. I, I am going to build an actual slash literal Scrooge McDuck vault. And I'm going to swim in money just for fun. Like he's got that much money. And to answer Debo's question, I think it's a zero percent because look, if you're retiring because your wife because she's saying you're not around enough. You're not going to go take a job where you're now around football uh, the whole season and you have to travel and do all this. So unless somebody's going to let him broadcast from his house, uh, I doubt he does. Maybe a studio show, I guess, would be the only thing, but I don't think we'll see him announcing games. Maybe she, something she, maybe, maybe something like a Manning cast. Right, right, right. Like an alternate TV Hey, maybe call. he'll join the Manning cast. Maybe so. Wouldn't be so, that you know, we mentioned uh, the report from Mike Silver. Um Tampa Bay Times, Rick Stroud confirmed the the report as well. And then Pete Prisco, I think, should get the last word, and he tweets. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Classic Prisco. Who is the best Prisco? That should be a vote in the chat, and we'll answer it on Tom Brady Retires Part 2 podcast coming later week. Yeah, so we think Tom Brady is retiring, but Tom Brady has not officially retired or told the Bucs that he's retiring. So that's it. To Go tweet at Prisco CBS and say, make up your mind, old man. as it for the Tom Brady retirement podcast, I am sure that we will be back with more Tom Brady coverage. He is the greatest NFL player in the history of football. And uh, if he, when he walks away from the game, it's not going to be a, you know, a single day's worth of coverage. It's going to be a week's worth of coverage. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Smash that subscribe button. See you guys later. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.